buddy. And we're back. What's up, Dan? Nothing much, man. Chilling in the basement. Are you actually in a basement? No, I'm not. I'm uh, in my room. See, I'm, I'm actually in a basement. So I, I've got us covered for the basement part, basement ben portion of the show. The We're not liars today. Um, what's up, dude? Sunday. I don't know. Sunday morning. Uh, feels good. Feel fresh. Yeah. I got a shower. I ate a pancake this morning. I had a. Uh, not hungover today. Not hungover. We went to a uh, a diner yesterday for lunch. Ooh. Yeah, I got a little little brunch and uh had some leftover skillet. It's like some eggs and sausage gravy and hash browns and Ooh. mashed that, that sounds, all up, made a pancake. Delightful. Had a had a real American breakfast this morning. Shout out to the diner. What was the diner called? Uh it was Athena's diner on Cedar Street Ooh, in Lansing. Love some Athena's, dude. That place is it's good. It's a it's like got a, some history. It's like a Greek slash american diner i guess so yeah dude i've uh i think i've had that specific um skillet that you're talking about nice. actually from there nice. yeah yeah dude it's 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 good it's nice and you know it's only like a mile and a half from the house so we uh we went there and uh i was craving a big breakfast yesterday uh, yeah that was like what my body was on and uh so we we made it happen that's perfect, dude. I made some uh, homemade banana pancakes. Nice. Um, with a little bit of uh, I put I put some peanut butter on top of them. Yes, that is butter. Peanut dude. butter is the way to eat the pancake, in my opinion. Yeah, peanut butter banana pancakes. They're pretty fire. Yep. Um, I uh, you put the bananas in the batter before you cook them. Yeah, I smash the bananas up, okay. and then I I like add them in as like the part of like the the wet ingredients that you mix the yep. um, pancake mix with. Yep. So, dude, yeah, I make some I, I make some pretty fire pancakes. Nice. Um. So yeah. So that's uh breakfast with Ben and Dan. Yep. Do you have breakfast Sunday this morning, Dan? Uh yeah, I just made some uh some fried eggs and some. Nice. Uh, some I had some eggo waffles that I tossed in there, and nice. then uh, some turkey sausage today. I think I prefer waffles to pancakes, but we just don't have any waffles around the house right now. Yeah, I actually I I want to get like a really good waffle maker because I really do enjoy waffles. They're they're pretty delicious. Katie was um, telling me that she had a roommate when she was in college who used to get homemade sausage gravy and put it on waffles. Interesting. Which sounds delicious, but it also sounds like, you know, you're gonna have a heart attack if you do that too for too. Your many, arteries are gonna too be many days really or for too many weeks in a row. <laughs> the sausage yeah. gravy, dude, thick. Yeah, homemade sausage gravy is actually pretty fire if you know what you're doing. Um, that that Bob Evans sausage that comes in, uh, like the it's like the little sausage tube. You can get yep. the spicy. You get the spicy one. And make some homemade gravy with that. It's pretty delicious. Sausage gravy is one of the most uh, delicious American. It's like you condiments. It's almost like a condiment, right? It's like ketchup, it like sausage condiment. gravy. But it's one that you got to be careful with because you can't you can't go too crazy with the sausage gravy. Things get In out of moderation. Yes. In moderation. Moderation is key with sausage gravy. Yeah. It uh, can definitely clog up those arteries, so you got to be careful what you're. It's just thick. Yeah. It's thick, and there's, you know, it's one of those where you you never want to look at the nutrition facts related to the sausage gravy. Nope. Just know, it's like getting a pint of Ben and Jerry's, right? It's like you yeah. just you, you're gonna do it. Your body's no gonna hate you. you. Yep. But your mouth is you're gonna go it's like, you know, that that food is pleasure experience that you're gonna have is second to none. Absolutely, dude. In terms of American cuisine. Every once in a while you gotta just like have a cheat day, you know, like oh, yeah. explore explore the things that make you happy and excited and then uh you know, just take care of yourself later on after That's that. Right. Like probably be fasting the rest of the week in terms of breakfast and then just try to eat lunch in the afternoon i'll have like a cup of coffee in the morning but just coffee and water but yeah it's yeah i, I feel like the weekends are the best time to kind of explore some of those 
um, <laughs> favorite food opportunities. Um, Get the food porn going. Yep, the food porn man. Um, yeah, it's good stuff. All right, let's move on from the breakfast talk. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so here are the topics I have for today, Dan. I got here. Here's what I came prepared to talk about. Uh, the right, Ukraine. We can hit on some some kind of what's going on in the Ukraine. Yep. Um, the NFL Combine has uh, happened. Um, yes. So there's some things, little interesting tidbits that came out of there. Uh, and then movies. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on some movie stuff. And then uh, me and Katie went and saw Licorice Pizza the other night. So I can uh, give the folks oh, nice. a little rundown on uh, okay. what that's all about. My opinions on that movie. That was a movie you guys went and saw the other night? Yeah. Yep. Nice. Thursday night or whatever that was. Um, nobody else in the theater. Oh, interesting. Um, theaters. Not uh, you know. I haven't been in the theater in a while. It's much smaller. It's like they re I don't know if this was specific to this screening, but they it's no longer like bucket seats. It's like everybody gets a recliner and you gotta yep. choose which recliner you want before you go in. Yep. Uh beer in the movie theater, which I think has been a thing, but it's just one of those things that it's still kinda it's still kinda wild to me that I'm drinking I'm yeah. sitting here drinking a Guinness watching this movie. Yep. What the what theater did you guys go to? Uh I think it was a good rich not sure yeah. to be honest with you it's one of east town and lansing here i think was where we went yeah i frequent the imagine theater uh over in Celine, okay. like at least, at least once a month and um they have the recliners and they have like a full bar like you can get like mixed drinks yeah. and you can get like <laughs> they basically serve food in there too i mean you can have like a whole dinner or like meal and yeah it's pretty it's pretty crazy um but uh yeah they sometimes have uh like themed drinks based on whatever movies are in the theater and uh i want to say when i was in there last time there was like a, a spider-man themed uh drink that i tried that was pretty good um but so, yeah man it's I, it's like the luxury movie experience now yeah so they had speaking of the mixed drinks I didn't get this, but I noticed it after we had got the beers and I was walking away and looked over to like where they had like the liquor and they just had like a almost something you'd see, see like orange juice served out of it, like a brunch. Right. Yeah. But it was full of some sort of dark black liquid and it just had danger sauce written on it. Danger <laughs> it's like, sauce. what is this? Oh, my God. <laughs> what is this movie theater? We're just trying to get people fucked up at this point, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like not? something you would see in college at a frat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, it seems like they're going to like big, like bigger levels to try to like, make the experience feel like a more at home experience. People, I'm sure people got danger sauce at home, right? People bring children to these places. <laughs> <laughs> Just seemed out of place. So danger That's sauce. So like, what? What does that entail? It's like, yeah. like this movie theater has its own special breed of of uh fuck you up juice that they're trying to peddle to people it's wild to me man hey you know whatever floats their boat yeah um and then uh yeah so movie uh licorice pizza i thought it was really good i enjoyed it um yeah. paul thomas anderson so i always confuse him with the other anderson is a wes anderson the guy that does like anderson, fabulous yeah. mr fox life aquatic steve zuzu yep um this guy is not that guy French this dispatch what you did french dispatch okay. This yep. is the guy that did No Country for Old Men. Yep. Um, Punch Drunk Love is another one. He's made a bunch of movies. So this movie, um, Licorice Pizza, it's like, it's a story about a boy and a girl. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of. It's based in the 80s, right? Based in the 70s. 70s. Okay. Yeah, but it's 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 less about like, a rom I guess it's. It's sort of romantic, but they have a there's a huge age difference between them, so it's sort of like this little taboo. But it's the seventies, so it's not taboo, if that makes yeah. any sense. Yeah. Um, and they don't really get together. Um, it's more about this it's just little these little almost like vignettes where it's like, and then there was this period, and then we kind of move on to this next and and it's like, you know, at one point there's a political campaign involved. There's they're they're trying to be actors at some point in time. At another point in time, they're they're selling waterbeds, um, and so they just kind of like move through these different sort of periods of what I guess you could call their relationship, um, and then that kind of all uh, climaxes and comes together at the end of the movie. 
but I thought it was really well done. It's really well shot. Um, it's not, it's like unapologetically the seventies, right? There's nothing PC about it to where like there's stuff that it feels like the seventies. It doesn't feel like they're trying to like push any values that may exist today, but may have not existed back then. If that makes sense. Like it's the seventies, like you, there's a little bit of this weird racist Asian thing that goes on with this guy, but it's, it's very sort of strange. Um, but then, you know, the, the dynamic between the two main characters is also, like I said, weird because there's, there's a 10 year age difference, right? She's like 25, he's 15 in the movie. Oh my God. In in itself, it's its own kind of thing that they have going on. I didn't realize there was that big of an age difference between the two. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. That made me chuckle a little bit. Um, Yeah. The actor. So Haim is the band. Mm-hmm. right and uh the main singer it's a bunch of sisters and they're all in the movie and they play to the sisters of the main character um so that was kind of cool and then she's a really good actress like she does does a really good job in her first movie or whatever i feel like she's playing herself though if that makes sense yeah like in all the interviews i've seen with her she she seems to sort of be very similar to that person i think that's that's probably easy as an actor right for your especially yeah. your first film and then you have uh philip seymour hoffman's kid is the male lead oh that's his son i yeah. didn't know that i didn't put yeah. two, two together for that which i thought he did a really good job i thought he he kind of is this young entrepreneurial hustler who's always trying to you know come up with a way to make a buck type of thing you know yeah. like in the political thing they hear that they're going to legalize pinball machines and his first his first idea is like oh we need to get a hold of some pinball machines stuff like that <laughs> Um, that's that's pretty cool he's a little hustler so um yeah yeah, that was good uh i I recommend um i don't know about best picture but it's good yeah i'm I'm still kind of up in the air about uh the whole oscar nominations and yeah there's a lot of them there seems yeah it seems like there's more movies nominated this year didn't they change that or something where they're they nominate more movies now i think it only used to be like five and now they have like six or seven yeah um i would say i still like dune the most but it's also probably because i'm a dude and it's an action space movie i feel like because it's kind of like on the sci-fi realm i'm not sure it will necessarily get the the win there but i did think that out of the movies that i've seen of the best pictures that was by far i think my my favorite um Let's see. Yeah, Let's see. I, I definitely need to check out this licorice pizza. I know it's uh it's on my my watch list. Yeah, it was uh it was good. If you like I don't know, it's it's one of those movies where you you know, they're not going to it's you know, his style of directing is very much you got to figure it out as you go along. There's there's yeah. not a lot of like exposition if that makes sense. Like they're not going to tell you a bunch of things. You got to kind of figure it out. Yeah. He does a good job of using his scenes and kind of He's a good director. Yeah, uh, everything that goes into that and make it so that you do understand that kind of stuff. All right, so let's see. Do we have updated Oscar odds? Last we saw it was Power of the Dog. Um, <laughs> um, which Power of the Dog? Yeah, I don't. Do you see Sam Elliott came out and was was pooping on that movie? Oh yeah, he was pretty upset. He was very upset. I don't know if I'm that upset about it, but I just didn't. I just wasn't into it. Um, yeah, I wasn't that upset about me. it either. I agree. It's like. All right, dude. Like, that's your opinion. Yeah, peop- uh, this Coda movie. Have you seen that yet? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. That's also on my watch list. I have, I have uh, planned to watch that. But okay. Uh, have you seen the new Batman movie? No, I think my brother and I might actually go see that tonight. Um, there's a strong chance that we're probably going to get tickets. Robert Pattinson, right? Yeah, Robert Pattinson. Um, I've heard a lot of great reviews about it. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be good from everything I've heard. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that it's it's like a, a little bit darker view. Like, you know, people are like almost comparing it to like, um, you know, the Dark Knight in terms of like how dark the movie was and um, kind of the approach that they had with a lot of the characters. I think it's pretty cool that they're going more into like the investigative detective Batman um you know we're seeing a, a different view of what uh i guess uh what is his name is it matt what's the guy the director's name matt uh i have no idea i think it's matt reeves okay um 
but yeah, I, I really appreciate the the characters that he's brought into this one, and it's almost like the the culmination of uh, Robert Pattinson's career leading up to this point. It's kind of funny. It's like he's gone in so many different directions, and now he's kind of starting to look like a badass with this. So I'll be honest, like uh, I was, I was a little hesitant with uh, Robert Pattinson taking on the realm of uh, Bruce Wayne and Batman, but. Yeah from what I've heard and what I've read, it seems like this is, it's going to be a pretty good movie. So I'm excited about it. I'm Batman's like one of my favorite superhero characters. I think just the fact that he doesn't have powers and he's just kind of like using resources and um, you know, he just outsmarts most people and he's just a rich guy. So yeah. Do you know why they made another Batman movie? Is this like a somebody got the rights to Batman and needed to make a Batman movie movie, or is this just a felt like I feel yeah. like they did all the Dark Knight stuff, the Chris Nolan stuff, and then we went um with the Ben Affleck Batman? Was that that was a thing? Yeah. So um I don't know who necessarily. I want to say Warner Brothers owns the rights to Batman. Um but I think the reason that we got a new Batman is because there's like so many stories that you could tell for Batman. Right. So um, I think it was just kind of time to get a, get someone else's like uh, vision or approach to the story of Batman. Um, I mean, it's just like, you know, we have so many different Spider-Mans, right. So um, and right. obviously Sony owns the Spider-Man rights and they're kind of like working with Marvel in tandem to, um just make the i i don't know like i i feel like it's one of those things that uh yes yeah. you know you're going to continue to recycle it but um i'm kind of okay with the approach that they're going with it i think it's it's interesting and cool it's like refreshing um but then again like ben affleck i i think he was i was pretty upset because i thought that the ben affleck batman obviously being like the older bruce wayne was kind of cool because i wanted to see what else they could do with it and he was actually supposed to be lined up to do a series on hbo max um where he was supposed to be like a the old bruce wayne detective and there was there was talk of a lot of different things that they were going to do with the hbo max series but i guess that's not going to happen anymore but they might do a one more uh movie with ben affleck as batman okay um, but since they introduced this whole multiverse or uh, parallel dimensions in um, the Flash series that uh, they've just kind of said, well, all of this stuff is kind of just happening in tangent. Like it's not all the same universe. Right. So that's why another reason they've created a different version of Batman and Bruce Wayne. So I guess I didn't realize Batman Begins to through the dark knight rises that was 2005 to 2012 so we're like 10 years out from yeah it's from, 10 years since the last batman movie yeah since since the last like good standalone batman movie because the, the affleck stuff he was just batman in other movies right like batman yeah, versus so, superman stuff like that yep so he was in uh the batman versus superman dawn of justice and then he was uh, in the Justice League movies as as Batman. Um, the whole Zack Schneider Justice League situation, I don't know. It was kind of, it was frustrating to me because he had this whole idea of what he wanted to do. And he had like, they wanted to kind of compete with Marvel in terms of like everything they were doing with like the Marvel Avengers and, you know, just this whole superhero movie like phenomenon has happened over like the course of like the last 10 15 years that it's like brought in so like i want to say the aquaman movie had grossed over a billion dollars and they were just like wait a second what like we want to do more movies with the these dc characters because they're starting to get a lot more um like attention and you know people are just as excited if not you know almost as excited as the the Marvel movies have caused. But I think that the DC's always just been kind of like a darker universe than the Marvel stuff. Like Marvel has kind of got more like comedy and kind of, you know, there's more colorful characters, whereas um, the DC stuff, it's like darker. I mean, like Batman just kind of like makes the whole DC universe more of like a, a dark scene. So, um, All right. but yeah, I, I, 
honestly, man, like I know that there was some back and forth about, you know, are they going to bring this Robert Pattinson in to be a part of this whole new, um, you know, universe that they're putting together. But um, this whole flash movie with Ezra Miller, um, he's supposed to like in that movie, they're bringing back um, the Michael Keaton Batman uh, in, in that movie. He's going to, he's going to reprise his role as Batman. Wow. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about because that was like, was that in the, did that movie come out in the eighties? I guess. I don't even it had know. to have because George Clooney and Val Kilmer were Batman in the nineties. Yeah. Um, Let's see. I'll look it up here. When did Michael Keaton play Batman? I want to say it was like 89 or 90. Uh, Batman 89. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Batman. Sorry, 92. Um, I don't, he did a video game in 89. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. he did a video game? Oh, that's weird. It says Batman video game. He was the voice in 89. And then uh, Batman Returns. So I guess Batman Returns was 92. I don't know if there's one before that, but without diving too much into Michael Keaton's Batman. Oh, no. Yeah, it looks like. Hold on. That's the obvious thing here. Yeah, Batman was 1989. Sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I mean, obviously, there's there's been a lot of different Batmans. Unfortunately, Val Kilmer, I want to say, passed away, uh, so he's not going to be able to reprise his role. But if they did decide to do like a Batman multiverse, it would be kind of crazy to see like Christian Bale and like George Clooney and like all those guys together. It'd be pretty wild. All right. <laughs> Val Kilmer did not die. Don't, huh? Val Kilmer's still alive. He's just fat. He <laughs> he's just fat. I thought he passed away recently, which is pretty much, you know, in Hollywood that you're dead at that point. Right. You get, you get old yeah. and fat. You're dead. thought he had a heart attack and passed away. I could be wrong. I don't. His Wikipedia's page still has him as alive as 62 years old. Good for uh, him. Currently still kicking. Um, But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that flash movie turns out. Um, But yeah, there's supposed to be like some crossovers there and they were asking if robert pattinson was going to cross over in crossover uh, yeah in this movie but um yeah I, I thought colin uh colin farrell looks pretty crazy as the penguin is that who the the bad guy is the penguin yeah they had the penguin the riddler and then uh catwoman is in it i guess whoa they, they're just you know they're going for all of them they're doubling and tripling up yeah, but I think Catwoman plays more or less like uh like a love interest. Yeah, well she Selena was the love interest for Bruce Wayne for a long time within the comics. Selena. Yeah, she's the That's her name. She, she plays Her name in the in the comics is Selena? Yeah. Oh. Never heard of her. Um but yeah, Catwoman Catwoman played the love interest for Bruce Wayne. For a number of different uh batman comics Dang. um i think they actually even got married at one point in the comics nice but uh yeah man lots of movies coming out and that's the movies all right well you got to do batman review next time we uh we do this oh yeah i'll definitely give it a watch and we need the uh comics. the breakdown of colin farrell as a ugly old penguin looking dude well, dude, the other guy who's playing the Riddler is uh, pretty awesome. I can't remember what his name is. He's been in a number of different movies. Um, what was that movie that uh, – did you ever see Swiss Army Man or uh, the one with uh, – Tinker Taylor, Soldier, Soldier Spy? No, the one with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, no. <laughs> he's, like, dead, and his body is just, like, using him as, like, this – it's such a weird movie um paul dano like, is the guy's name that's the guy who plays the, the riddler. riddler yeah yeah so oh dude another movie that's coming out that i want to talk to you about is that bullet train movie with brad pitt bullet train yeah dude watch the trailer for that dude. all right looks, looks wild awesome. yeah all right we'll I do think, uh, i think brad pitt plays like a retired uh assassin nice yeah but it looks uh it looks pretty epic Five assassins find themselves on a fast-moving bullet train from Tokyo to Mori, 
Morioka, with only a few stops in between. They discover their missions are not unrelated to each other. July 15th, 2022. Brad Pitt and a bunch of people I've never heard of. Bad Bunny, actually, also credited. So that's what it that's what his name is, Bad Bunny. No, that's one that's that's uh one of the actors in the movie is Bad Bunny. I believe oh, Bad okay. Bunny is a rapper or a producer of some sort. Okay. <laughs> but i digress all right dude let's move on uh you want to talk ukraine any any ukraine news you want to hit on um yeah i mean obviously it's still kind of in in flight right now there's still a lot going on over there um i i do think that uh there's been a lot of folks raising money because the devastation that's happened over there is just up. unheard of an article about people who are renting out Airbnbs um, as a way to get money to Ukrainians. Yeah. Um, is it they're renting out Airbnbs over there? Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So it's like I rented an Airbnb in Kiev for $14 a night for a week and a half or something like that. Wow. That's pretty crazy. And uh, got a message from the owner that they're holding refugees or something like that, and they appreciate it. Oh, you did that? No, I didn't do that. That's what the that's what the person in the article said. Oh, okay. I've been like trying to raise money. I know, uh, like Mila Kunis is from the Ukraine. Like her and really? Ashton Kutcher were like trying to raise a bunch of money and um like match they have like a gofundme out there um ryan reynolds and uh blake lively they were raising some money as well for ukraine people um i thought it was really cool that germany was uh allowing refugees from ukraine to come in their country it's it's crazy to think how far that that country has come in like the last 70 years just thinking about where they were like in world war ii and just basically like trying to genocide the the Jews or Jewish people, I guess I should say. Um, and uh, now they're just like accepting refugees into their country to like help with everything that's going on against Russia. Pretty wild. Kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Actually, it's probably been longer than 70 years now, right? I don't know, 1940 uh, to... Yeah, like 70, 80, we're coming up on 80 years. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, that is pretty um, crazy. But, uh, yeah, man, I, uh, it's pretty sad to see like all of the devastation from like, like bombs that have been dropped over there. And like, it was, I thought it was interesting. Like I, I check out Reddit quite a bit and just see some like videos of things that are going on. Like people are like, I guess, rushing uh, tanks that are just like being left or like vacated. Like people are like taking them and the yeah. Ukrainian government saying that like, the people don't have to pay taxes on them if they've <laughs> taken over <laughs> tank and like pretty just, wild. There just was to clarify, girl, what? Just to clarify, we're not going to tax you on any Russian assets that you repurpose for whatever exactly. use you want. Um, I saw this this video on uh, Reddit where this girl was uh, showing she was like teaching people how to like drive the um the tanks and yes. like it was just like a tutorial where she yes. was like showing people TikTok. Like, obviously like do this and do this and then yeah. oh my gosh and that, that to me is so crazy i saw this um this post that was made it's just like america is so um disassociated with like what's going on over there that like you know we're over here still like making tiktok videos and like going to sporting events and like living out you know our american lives and like halfway around the world like there's all this devastation that's going on it's like oh yeah we're we're always down to like go and you know support and do all this stuff but like they were showing sympathy but like we don't really care you know like yeah. i don't know it's hard to disassociate what's going on over there with i guess what our normal lives are you know yeah, I mean, it's hard to, I don't know, it is very far away, and um, 
you know, there's also the idea that if we get directly involved, then you may see nukes start flying. So I think that's kind of the, the big is, deterrent currently. Terrifying. That is terrifying to think about. Um, it's, you know, his the big thing Ukraine seems to want now is for NATO or the U.S. or both to come in and shut down airspace over the Ukraine so the Russians can stop flying jets. But it doesn't seem to be something that anybody's really interested in doing. Um no, because once that happens, then it's an all-out war. Right, because then we're in, in an actual World War Three type of situation. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. Did you see the Russians said they're going to stop supplying America with rockets and helping out with the space station? I think we touched on this last yeah, week. We did touch on that last and, week. And uh, Elon has since come out and said, hey, I got this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need them. It's all good. <laughs> you see the rockets we're building over here, dog? We're good. Yeah, um, that's... Good for Elon, man. He's also doing stuff with Starlink to help them try yeah. to keep their internet stable over there, which I think he he actually came he out sent and said, over a bunch of stuff. yeah, he sent him over a bunch of stuff, but I think he also came out and said that um, they are shifting some of their focus currently to dealing with jamming, I think is kind of what he alluded to. Yeah, like, they're trying, yep, they're um, trying to like jam the internet uh, for Russia, I think. No, I, I, I think it's the, I think he, what he, think what he was talking about is trying to get through the jammers that are currently russian that are, oh. so that the ukrainians can still use the internet type of thing interesting um, i did not know exactly but i thought it was interesting to see how these you know outside of the terrible humanitarian toll is taking it's, it's sort of you know there's the energy thing with russia to where this could cause places like germany and europe generally and the united states to shift more quickly towards a more greener energy um, future so you have that you have the starlink stuff with the internet to where hey what if we can keep the internet available for everyone and it's not determined based upon your physical on the ground infrastructure it's just can we get it from the satellites and then there's yeah. you know the uh the just general um the the world financial systems i mean everybody stopped doing business with russia except for china so you're seeing the shift of they're not using visa and mastercard now but you 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 see that china is like oh that's okay you can use our system and they're just gonna hook right into that yeah did uh did you see anything about uh like i guess relating to the oil because i i want to say i heard somewhere that uh the U.S. used to buy oil from Russia, and now that's one of the reasons that yeah, our we still do oil prices. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons our gas prices have skyrocketed is because mm -hmm. the cost of the oil has just completely gone up. Um, <laughs> I paid for gas the other day. Yesterday it was four twenty nine a gallon. Yeah, I feel like that's the most I think I've ever had to pay for gas a gallon of gas. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's getting expensive. So oil from Russia, the U.S. last year, 672,000 barrels a day came from Russia. That's insane. Eight, that's eight, that's only 8% of our, our oil in, uh, imports. 8% of U.S. imports of oil and refined products are about 672,000 barrels a day. That is nuts. So I wait, guess my that, okay. So wait, wait, hold on. Two hundred thousand barrels from Russia. What? This is, this is some confusing statistics. Hold on. Well, I guess my question is: is like, didn't Biden basically stop the drilling of oil and stop the pipeline in the U.S.? You're talking about the Keystone. Yeah, in, in the U.S., okay. like in terms of. So. The Keystone Pipeline like legislation that were put in place to to prevent us from because they were trying to get towards a more like greener, cleaner. So the, key, um, the Keystone Pipeline exists. I think it comes from Alberta and Canada into like the middle of the U.S. Still exists, but they were trying to cut. They were trying to make it bigger and cut a corner, and that's what Keystone XL was. Okay, and that's what they stopped. So there's still a bunch of oil coming from the oil sands of Alberta or wherever that is. Yeah. Um, well, and then, yeah. They found like two of the biggest oil refinements or oil um, reserves. 
reserves in the U.S. Yeah. That they haven't even tapped into, and it's like they're not going to drill into them because we get the majority of our oil from exports. Yeah, I mean, I don't Alaska. How much? How much oil do you think exists the, well, theoretically them, in Alaska? One of them is, I guess, under Tennessee. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I know. Oh, like, this was pretty recent that they announced this or whatever. Yeah. So Alaska provides about a quarter of all our current oil um, needs 1.5 million barrels per day, which is an insane amount of oil. There's got to be m- way more up there. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Oil. Pretty crazy. Yeah. We just have to we just have to get to this whole like electric vehicle. Yeah, it's more than that though. I mean, it's the the electric vehicle is only one component. We still got to make the electricity to put in the vehicles, you know. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a bigger deal. And that's, you know, how do we power our houses and how do we uh, you know, hydro power hydro. everything else. Yeah, hydro helps. That's for sure. My dad was telling me that uh, that was one thing that consumers has been trying to do more research on is like dams? hydropower. Yeah, well, not not just dams, but uh, you know they they have these uh, facilities that like the the waves crashing. Oh yeah, against, like, wave the, power. Yeah, the wave power. Use the tides and stuff. Yep, using the tides to um, create that kinetic energy or whatever that they then store and then they can put into, I guess, um, some sort of sort of like mechanism. Battery. Yeah, sort of like a, a mechanism that they can consume that stuff and then send it back out. But yeah, we're getting there. Hopefully, we get slowly, there soon enough. Slowly but surely, right? Yep. Um, all right. So, NFL Combine. Dude, freaking Jordan Davis. Yeah, dude, Godzilla. Did you see his 40? Yeah, it's like a 4.8 or something like that. Bro, he just looked so much faster, though, because he's such a big human being running down that line. I mean, 4.8 is still fast, no matter how large you are, but to do it at 3.40 or whatever he is, that's insane. I mean, he's what, 6'6? 6'6, 340. Yeah. Bro, that is absurd, man. All right. Where do you draft him? He's got to be drafted in the top 10. You think so? Yeah, dude. I don't see why not. Like, if, if someone can just like refine his skills, like, he's a giant yeah. human being. Well, the, so the debate around him is he's, he kind of only played like two downs. He's kind of like a two-down guy. Yeah. Wasn't like a three- or four-down lineman. Um, so is it worth it for a top-ten pick for someone who's going to play 50% I mean, of the snaps on D? He's he's probably going to be a steal then you in can't. the second round. No, I think he's still first-rounder for sure. I think you're going to have a team who's going to basically be like, hey, that guy plugs into our – whatever even if he is only two downs those two downs you're not going to be able to run the ball on us yeah like good luck trying to run it up the middle with that dude in there so you know i where i don't do know about think, where do you think a good fit for him would be uh, i'd love to see the lions get him yeah i don't think they would necessarily i mean they drafted the dts they have mcneil and on Woozerike. i think you, you still think the lions are going to try to go for aiden hutchinson if he's there i think he's so i think it sounds like the Jags are probably taking an offensive lineman. And then yeah. I think the Lions probably take Hutchinson. Yeah. I feel like his draft stock has fallen a little bit. Who, Hutchinson? Yeah. Why? Because he's got short arms or whatever? Not just that, but like, I just, I don't know. Part of me feels like he might drop a few. May, I Maybe, dude. I don't know. I I don't think, I mean, he, he comes in and is like a, like if you look at the Bosa brothers and Chase Young is like A plus defensive line prospects, then you think Aiden, he's comparable to those guys. I think he's like the a, a, a half a tier lower. So if they're A plus, like you can't really get like if Chase Young is like the model, 
I think you can put Aiden Hutchinson as like a B plus A minus type guy. And yeah. I don't think like there's a bunch of edge guys in this. Like this is a good edge class. It's a really good edge and offensive lineman class. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, he, he's kind of the top of the edge class. I mean, he, I don't know. There was some, some former guy in the NFL came out anonymously, which who knows what that means and said that, Oh, he's only got one move and he's going to get eaten up by offensive tackles in the NFL. It's like, I don't, you watch the tape. He doesn't only have one move. That's yeah. kind of a dumb thing to say. Um, and, you know, so I think that, like, even, you know, people shit on the Georgia tape, but he still did well enough against Georgia to where you don't look at it and be like, I don't think he's not, you know, that this isn't going to translate to the NFL. Yeah, I would agree. You know, he's a, um, he's a high motor guy who can bull rush, he can go, he can swim outside, he uses his hands well. Um, yeah. He just he he checks a lot quicker. of boxes. Did you see his 40? No, what did he run? Like a 475? Yeah, see, but that, to me, that's fine for a defensive lineman. That's not yeah. something that, that's going to, you know, cause you not to draft him. Yeah. Um, I would like to see him get uh, just quicker with his feet, right? Like, I feel like the you see guys in the NFL who are successful on the DN. It's just guys that have really good footwork that can move around the the big men in front of them right like yeah those offensive tackles in the league are nothing to shake a stick at right those are the guys who are basically protecting the qb so yeah um yeah i i still want to like i still want to say like i wouldn't mind seeing the lions draft him but like i also don't want him to be one of those guys from the university of michigan that gets drafted high and then just completely flops no i don't think he's gonna flop i think he's He's a solid, like, you know, if we're talking Madden ratings, he, like, comes in as, like, a like a 75, 80 guy and has a good, decent career. Like, I, I think he'll be fine. He'll, you know, like, yeah. long-term, maybe not, like, superstar, but um, I think he'll, you know, you, from a Lions perspective, you can put him on your defensive line and know you've got a guy who can come after the quarterback. And that's yeah. really what you need in the NFL. Um, and so I, I think, you know, the the pass rushing stuff – uh, usually translates pretty well to the NFL to where like these guys aren't as much of a boom bust type as like a quarterback or like a cornerback or somebody like that, where, you know, it, it's really hard to tell based on their college production and tape yeah, um, whether or not they're going to translate to the NFL, but usually edge guys, it, it translates pretty well. Do you, uh, have you been watching a lot of the combine? You know, I've just watched some of the, the, the kind of highlights and been listening to different guys who, who did watch the whole thing or were there and kind of their takeaways from it. Um, yeah. Kind of what, what you're starting to hear. Not a whole, whole lot of crazy stuff. I mean, uh, the quarterback class is still kind of all over the place. You know, you saw Kenny Pickett in his tiny hands. Uh, you know, that was a big, that was a little bit of a storyline the other day. Yeah. What do you say? The eight and a half inch. Yeah, he's got eight and a half inch hands, which, okay, whatever. Um, I'm actually him as a prospect and uh, Sam Howell as a prospect are two that, like so, Malik. It's it's Malik Willis and those two. I guess even Desmond Ritter. But these all guys that like, like from a Lions perspective, I think ideally you trade back out of number two. But I don't know that you're going to be able to and actually get good value for it. So I think they're probably going to have to end up taking someone at two. So you yeah. take Hutchinson if he's there, um, or if you. Li- I mean, if they like somebody else. Um, you know, if they want to take Kyle Hamilton, the safety, there's a couple, you know, who's just going to come in and be like a stud safety. Yeah. Uh, but he's very, you know, to take a safety at two is kind of wild. But if they want to do that, then do that. But otherwise, I think they take Hutchinson. And then whoever quarterback-wise is kind of left at the end of the first round, I think that they like, whether that's like a Sam Howell or a Desmond Ritter or Kenny Pickett, then I think they're in a really good position to kind of get one of those guys as well and just kind of throw a dart at the quarterback board and see what happens. Yeah, I guess a lot of people are saying Kenny Pickett is going to be drafted by Carolina. Um, at six I or whatever? Mind, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Ritter get picked up by the Lions. I, I've been kind of impressed with him in this combine stuff. Yeah. Um, that dude can haul ass too. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah. It's an interesting quarterback class in that there's no real clear – guys you know you look at like 
Who was that one guy you were talking about more or was it Morris or oh, Malik Willis? Malik Willis, yeah. Yeah, he's probably going to be the top quarter. You'll probably see him go within the top 10 somewhere. Somebody's going to trade up to pick him. Yeah. He's like a Michael Vick. You think he's got a better chance of going to Carolina then? Or can he pick it? I think that you're going to have a team that's going to fall in love with with what Malik Willis could potentially become. I'm one of those guys. Like I, People think the Broncos are going to take him. He's 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 got the highest ceiling of any guy in this class, dude. He's he didn't run, but he's got, you know, he's as fast as you ever would want a quarterback to be. I think he had the most forced missed tackles of any quarterback in all of FBS last year. Damn. Um yeah, it's he's he's like Michael Vick. Uh he's yeah, I mean the comp is like a Michael Vick, you know, he's Lamar Jackson type of running back. What do you uh what are your thoughts on like any offseason moves of guys in the NFL right now? Do you think there's gonna be any big moves that happen? You know, it seems like everybody wants there to be a big move, but there just hasn't been anything that's happened. What if Jimmy Garoppolo goes to the the Washington Commanders? So sounds so weird saying that. It does. I, I'm still gonna call them the football team, but um I don't think the 49ers want to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still under contract. Yeah. Um, and he is a nice piece to have should you, you come into next year. Him to get pieces? Maybe I think, he, I think, think he's ready to I think he's ready to leave. I think his point is like, hey, team doesn't want me around. Obviously, they're gonna go with this, you know, this Trey Lance guy. So I'm I'm ready to go to a team that wants to compete and win. So what? You're under contract, homie. You gotta stay another year. But don't you, you think that they would be better off trying to get like picks or so another piece for him okay what do they need yeah what do they need they don't need anything don't they don't they have i mean they've got a good enough offensive line they're the best left tackle probably the best one of the best players in football in trent williams yeah uh their defense their defensive line is a monster uh they have good receivers they have good running backs kyle shannon just does a good job at finding talent generally so let's say you so why not why not trade him for picks? Because why what he's got to be at least worth because the, okay so I guess my my you have to value the backup quarterback on some level, right? It if Trey Lance comes out and breaks his leg in week 1 next year, are you And you don't have a quarterback. You're backup. just trash from there on out. You're running with I don't even know, CJ Beathard, right? Yeah. No, I would rather have Jimmy G round and because what if what if you come into next year and you're like, you know what, Trey Lance, he needs another year before he can start. Or yeah. maybe we're going to mix him in as like a um, who was the dude on the Saints type of player this year and kind of, you know, continue to groom him. I mean, he's like 22 or 23 years old. He's just still a kid. Why not go out and get James Winston? Okay, but they, maybe that's it. But then, then you're just you're just trying to decide whether or not you'd rather have Jameis Winston or Jimmy Garoppolo as your backup. Which I think yeah. I'd rather have Jimmy Garoppolo in that situation, right? Like I just don't think. Yeah. I think people want, and Jimmy G probably wants to be traded more than the 49ers look at it and go, "Hey, yeah. from our perspective, this position is set. We don't want to screw it up, and you know, end up with an injury costing us our season next year." And right. so Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, you can stay right where you're at, homie. Continue I'm gonna throw to... some more. I'm gonna throw some more quarterback names at you. Tell me what your thoughts are. Oh, dude, on. there's so many of them out there this year. Make a move. Yeah. All right, Carson Wentz. I think they're stuck with him, or they cut him. I don't think but they can what, move. What him. about having him as a backup? He's trash. <laughs> like... Like they, they may just be. I don't know. He he's going to be one of those guys that you look at the other quarterbacks available this year, and you're like, well, if you're going to roll with Carson Wentz or this guy, you know, Carson Wentz or Teddy Bridgewater, Carson Wentz or Gardner Minshew, you're probably going to want to go with the other guy, and then you either cut Carson Wentz or just keep him as your backup for yeah. what, twenty million or whatever he's making. It's an absurd amount of money for a below average quarterback. All right, Deshaun Watson. I dude, I don't know. The legal stuff's got to play itself out there. I don't know why. It feels like if you're the you Texans, think that stuff's gonna be done, huh? By the season, do you think that stuff's gonna be I, done? I have no season? idea. I don't know where any, I haven't paid attention to it. No, neither have I. If you're, I, you would assume, assume the teams are doing pretty good due diligence on it and trying to figure out what's going on, but who knows? 
they they seem like they're just going to be okay with being terrible again next year also. Like, yeah. They don't have anything there piece-wise. Davis Mills maybe. Um Yeah, Mills. I don't even think I can name more than three or four people on their entire roster. All right, Brandon Cooks. Um, <laughs> trying to think from like a fantasy. Oh, Nico Collins. Oh yeah, Nico. He's nice, dude. A little receiver. He could be nice next year. He could be. Um, I did, was David Johnson their running back this year? Yeah, because he was in the trade yeah. for uh, Hopkins. Yeah, so there's three. <laughs> it was rough, dude. I think those are the only three I know. Um, all right, Gardner Minshew's out there. How do you feel about that? Yeah, dude, that's that's funny. You that have you to trade for him. He's still People- under. People are talking about him possibly swapping spots with uh, Carson Wentz. I I am going to Indy. You know, if I'm Indy, I'm into that. Yeah. I'd rather roll with Gardner. would be a bad move for him. And Um, uh, he seems to at least be decent enough. Carson Wentz just seems to me as if he just forgets how to play quarterback every once in a while. Wasn't Mitchell on uh, the Bills? He was he was like oh, the yeah, Bills. Yeah, out there. Yeah, you want to go get him? He's the Bills backup. I don't know. Yeah. Once again, though, you like having a decent backup quarterback is not it's not a a bad thing. It's a it's yeah. a it's you know being reliant upon one player is not necessarily a good look. So the, I I mentioned Jameis Winston earlier. Yeah, um, Jamo. I heard I I heard his rehab's been going pretty well uh, with the knee and stuff, and yep. just wondering. I don't think he's he's not the he wouldn't be the starter in Tampa, right? Because he's he's not an under contract with them, right? Now he was on the Saints last year, and I don't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I think he's still. I don't actually. He might signed a two year deal year with them, and they were. Um, that was the last year. Hold on, let's look it up. Man, I'm a big Jambo fan, and I hope I wish the man well. I hope he lands somewhere where he's able. To, I mean, he's only 28, which is a crazy thing about Jameis Winston. It feels like he's been in the league for like 30 years, and he's 28 <laughs> years old. I feel like he's been in the league at least 10 years, but he's right. not. He's but he only was been in he was for like probably. Yeah, he was drafted when he was like 21. So this it's that same. Yeah, 2015 round one pick one. So he's this is like seventh or eighth year now. Um, yeah. but he's been injured quite a bit. Yeah. Let's see. Um, oh, what other quarterbacks I feel like are on not not necessarily the hot seat, but so Sam Darnold. Darnold, they don't seem like they want to do that again. Um, yeah, Carolina's not wasn't impressed with the work he did last year. Yep. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is out there. Tyrod Taylor. Speaking of the Texans. Yep. Marcus Mariota is a free agent who might get signed. Like that'd be yeah, an interesting he, one for the Colts for me. Yeah, he he did uh he did not so bad with uh the Raiders. I mean, in a really interesting role. He was kind of like more of a like a hybrid running back uh quarterback where they just brought him in like wildcat situations. I don't necessarily think he threw the ball at all. Right. No, I think uh interesting. he could be interesting. Well, once again, none of these guys are like high end. Yeah, and I think that's what you're you're looking for if you're really trying to win the Super Bowl here. Or yeah, at least that's what it seems like. Than, are they better than like the, the the rookie quarterbacks that could be coming out of this year's draft? You know. Uh yeah, I think, and that's that's where like with this with this year's QB class in particular, you know. These guys are coming in and basically going into that group that we just talked about of guys. It's like there's no high end. There's no Trevor Lawrence. There's not even like a Justin Fields or, a, um, you know, some of the guys drafted last year type of players. Um, so it's like they're going to come in and compete kind of for these like backup, maybe future starter roles. Yeah. And that's why I think Sam Howell is interesting is a guy that he's he's the youngest uh, he's like two years younger than most other quarterbacks in this class. Um, and so he's kind of on that breakout trajectory that's a little bit higher than those other guys, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's where maybe he could be someone 
Like if you're the Lions, you get them at 32 or th- do they have 32 and 34? I think they do. Um, let's see. Yeah, because yeah. the the second pick in the second round. So yeah, 32 and 34. Yeah. So if you could pick up him or someone you know in that vein there, I think that's really interesting. It's like a developmental him in particular, just because he's so young and he did so well so young at North Carolina. Um, one of these uh, one of these mock drafts I I'm looking at right now has the Lions taking Sam Howell from North Carolina. Yeah, at the for the thirty second pick. Yeah, see, I like that a lot. Uh, if that's how it ends up going, like I said, he's younger than all the other quarterbacks in this class, so has a, you know, you put him behind Jared Goff for the next year or so, and then you have, you know, potentially a guy who could be the guy. He may be the guy coming out of this. It's like he may be the guy coming out of this class. So we look back and like, okay, yeah, I could see that. Um, and then yeah. Malik Willis is that other guy. But like I said, I think he's going way up there. I think somebody's going to fall in love and, and trade up to pick him. Yeah. So, um, But I think the Lions will be wise to just wait on that and pick whoever falls into the end of the round there. Yeah, I guess there's no reason to trade back and try to get someone. I feel like that would be kind of – I don't necessarily think it would be dumb, but it's like I just don't, take, take what's up there, you know? Yeah, and I don't think anybody's going to be interested in – I mean, you might. If they can trade out at two, I think they should. But I don't know that you're going to have anybody who's going to be super interested in coming up to two. Maybe there's yeah, gonna because be a- it's not like this draft has, like, very desirable players at, like, the very high positions, right? right? There's no guy that does, like, the Trevor Lawrence out there this year that people are going to want to come and get. Yeah. So, But we'll see. Like um, I said, somebody could fall in love with Malik Willis and be like, we got to have him at two and go for it. Agree. It's interesting to try to like think about and predict the outcomes and futures that these players will have. You know, it's like you just, it's just straight gambling, man. Like you can look at the statistics and you can look at their past performance and make some educated predictions. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not like a completely different game than the college football, but NFL is just a, a beast, man. And yeah, also, so much can happen and so many different players can just come out looking different than they did in college. So I also think it's a, it's a, it's a, it, a lot of it depends, especially for the offensive guys where they go. Yeah. So like where Malik Willis goes is going to matter. If he has to start exactly. next year, he might not look so hot. But if you give him a year and build an into like what they did with Lamar Jackson or what they did with yeah. Pat Mahomes, where you give him a year and you build your offense around this new player and then yeah. implement it over a period of time, then I think this is where you can see success for someone like him. But like, uh, you know, like Saquon Barkley, the Giants took him two overall or whatever, and they had no offensive line for to block for the guy. So he just gets hurt constantly and is just getting, you know, yeah. versus if he would have gone to a team more established, better offensive line. Uh, you see a completely different kind of career trajectory for him. But then yeah, you have guys like Barry, Barry Sanders who doesn't matter. He's just going to be yep. good no matter what happened. Or like Calvin Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I watched Combine hi- highlights of Calvin Johnson the other day. Holy smokes. He was a man. Him and Larry Fitzgerald, man. He was a man. Combine video of him and Larry Fitzgerald to me always are surprising. Yeah. It's like – um. S- Guys, you look at and go, yeah, he's going to be successful in the NFL. Like yeah. Jordan Davis is in that group of people, right? Like I don't oh, yeah. think there's not a scenario where he gets drafted and he comes in and sucks. Other than if he just Jamarco, Jamarcus Russell's it and just gets way too fat, way too out of shape, right? That's where you can see him have issues. But if he stays in the program, he's actually slimmed down. He's lost. He's yeah. lost weight. Yeah. yeah, but if, if he stays in the program, then he's going to be a monster. There's not because yeah. there's just not there's so few humans who are that large. Yeah, I'm actually impressed. It, it looks like he's starting to slim down a little bit, and I'm sure he's probably working with some trainer who's getting him ready for the NFL. Not saying that he's not, but yeah, he's a young guy. He's only, he's only a sophomore. Yeah, so that's so that's, that's the other thing that's crazy about him is. You could see him, like he he only played two downs or whatever at Georgia, but he's only going to get more in shape and more stronger as he gets farther into his NFL career to where, yeah, yeah he, he could be like a Don Terry Poe, um, you know, Vita Vea type guy to where he does play 
three downs and he's a monster every single down and you know he looks like he should be some sort of top 10 pick and maybe that's where you do see a team you know basically go hey we need to fill this specific hole this guy fills yeah. that hole better than anything else so we're just gonna we're just gonna take him and who cares Agreed. you know value pick value be damned yeah exactly because some guys it just takes like hey you got to get them on the right program yeah in order for them to reach that full potential like you can see it but it's just not there yet because they just haven't worked with the right people not saying that the university of georgia doesn't know how to like work with their guys but maybe it just takes a different type of motivation from somebody but i think it's you know, depending on what kind of shape he was in in high school, you know, two years is not for someone that large to, you know, get into three down all the time playing shape. I mean, it takes a minute. Yeah, yeah. a lot of human that you got to condition there. It'll be cool to see how the draft goes this year. I'm excited. I'm. Uh, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm kind of football, and it sucks that baseball is still haven't come to an agreement between the owners and the players around them starting the freaking season. Yeah. Um, ridiculous. You know, who looked, who's looked really good in the combine and uh, from a fantasy perspective, be interesting to see where he goes is Kenneth Walker. Um, oh yeah. Wherever he goes back from Michigan state. Yeah. Wherever he goes, it's fantasy wise could be, he could be a good, 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 good fantasy running back. Oh, I agree, dude. He's just a downhill runner, and it's fun to see. Like, he can cut. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Like, I think it'll be good. Yeah, there's a – Like, who I would would compare him to? Maybe, like, uh, who's the guy from – who's the guy from uh, Cincinnati? Um, Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. That's not a terrible comp. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like he's like a Joe Mixon. A little Joe Mixon, yeah. 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 there's also a kid out of Florida State who kind of blew up the combine a little bit, um, running back. I don't remember. I don't have his name off the top of my head, but um, a guy, potential guy. Dalvin Cook's brother from Georgia. Oh, yeah, Dalvin Cook's brother also. Yep. Dude, yeah, that's he's going to be a good running back in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, who's the guy uh, you were just talking about from Florida State? I can't remember what his name is. I know who you're talking about, though. I'll pull it up. Yeah, he. I think he had the highest rushing grade in uh, Pro Football fo- uh, Focus last year. Yeah, it'll be curious to see uh, what teams those guys go to because I definitely agree with you. I think that Kenneth Walker will have a, an immediate impact to whatever team he gets drafted by. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, running backs teams seem to be kind of catching up with the running backs. Don't matter, uh, you know, stuff to where they're not drafting them as highly as they would have in the past. But yeah. Um, that means that, you know, the teams that are running back needy who have, you know, kind of all the pieces in place except for that high end running back are able to, um, you know, actually go get them in like the, you know, end of the first round, top of the second round, get a good value for them. And, uh, you know, it ends up from a fantasy perspective to work out really nice. Uh, Trey Sean Ward, I think is this guy's name. Yes. Ward. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's interesting. Like, I feel like, the NFL is just forever changing like what is working for or like what is going to make a team successful. And I feel like there's going to be a point in time in the near future where like teams stored sort of more or less set up their defensive schemes to prevent the the passing game. And it's almost going to turn more into a running game again in the future here. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's kind of, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Some of them, like the 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 49ers seem to, you know, do they a really a good job of running the ball, yeah. Running the ball and making that part of their game plan. Indianapolis Colts, another team. Like they were running the ball well. And if it weren't for having a crap quarterback in Carson Wentz, they could have probably made the playoffs. And I think they would have made a good run. Like I thought they were definitely geared up for making a run in the playoffs. Dalvin Cook with Minnesota, another team, I think, you know, they ran the ball pretty well and they were another team that I thought could have made a difference in the playoffs as well. But obviously it's like a good defense. It seems like the the passing, the teams that are really good at passing were the ones who obviously ended up going on to win. But um, yeah, I, don't yeah, know. I think, I think it's, it's, it's still a passing league, but you, you want to be able to run the ball on, you know, yeah. when, for when you need to run the ball, if that makes sense. 
Yep. Um, I think the guy we're actually thinking of here is the Florida running back, Damian Pierce. Oh, okay. Yes. What number? What number was he again? Uh, he was like, I don't. He was a single. Know. Was he a single digit number? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. think I remember. I think I remember who. Damian Pierce is the guy's name, and he was from Florida, not Florida State. Yeah. Okay. Ward wasn't bad though. I do remember. No. Ward. Yeah. No. He he was not bad. Combine info on this kid. Here we go. Uh, yeah, he ran a four five nine. Rod jump one nineteen. He's five ten two fifteen. Okay, so yeah, just another guy, I guess. Um, yeah, dude, the evolution of the NFL. Uh, I, you know, interesting because with it being so passing heavy be interesting to see if you can see some of these teams that maybe focus more on the run, the Ravens, the uh, 49ers to some extent, the Eagles come and maybe, you know, just by sheer, you know, ability to take the ball out of the Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen's type of hands. That's that's how you're going to beat those teams. It's like, you just have to control the clock in the game. Like, right. And you see if it kind of comes, you know, full circle where I don't think you're going to see it ever go back to, we're going to pound the rock, but a little bit yeah. more of a rushing dynamic to two teams. Um, but we'll see. Be interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right, dude. Anything else you want to talk about this uh, beautiful Sunday morning? No, I think we've, we've covered quite a bit. Um, we'll definitely have to provide more updates on some of those movie reviews, and then we'll have to continue to track this uh, NFL combine with, with guys. And I think once we get closer when is the draft again? Ooh, April something maybe. Yeah, I want to say it's in April. Um, also, uh, we got daylight savings time coming up here in uh, Ooh, spring forward. You guys uh, lose you guys, an hour. Sucks. You guys, you guys uh, doing anything fun for uh, St. Patty's Day next week? No, that hasn't been on my radar in years. Love to though. If you got anything, throw it my yeah. way. I'm uh I'm actually leaving for vacation a week from Friday. Oh, nice. I'm be down in uh, Myrtle Beach with my dad and my brother. Dude, at the week spring of, uh, break, 2022. Yep, we're going down to play uh, some golf down in Myrtle Beach. And nice. Hopefully, uh, get some warm weather. Praying the to the to the golf gods and the the weather gods that uh, we get some cooperation with some warm weather and some sunny days out there. Nice. Well, that should be a hell of a good time, Daniel. Yeah. Um, all right, you're leaving a week from Friday or Friday? A week from Friday, so the 18th is when we take off. So. Okay, so we'll have to schedule a podcast around it, but not until after the next one. Yeah, we're sure. talking. All right, uh, draft April 28th. 28th. All right, we got some time till then. Yeah, we got a few couple little couple months here. Yeah, we'll have to continue to just watch the the draft boards and see how guys yep. are moving around. Yep. See what the, the the feel is on the streets. Sounds good, brother. Have right, a great uh, Sunday afternoon, and we'll we'll talk soon, man. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Talk to you later. See ya. Bye.